Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. It's Caitlin here with you guys. And today's episode is all about how to best utilize Instagram to positively impact you and your teaching practices in your classroom and to not let it negatively affect you. Okay, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. Okay, so before we get really into this episode, I want us to have a specific mindset hat on, if you will. And I want you to go into this episode with this mindset of coming out of this episode, I'm going to be able to utilize Instagram in a, in a more positive way to impact my teaching, right? I know a lot of the times Instagram can make us feel bad about ourselves or can make us feel less than or can cause anxiety in us and even depression in some people. And we don't want that to happen, right? It's all about how we utilize something in our life to make it a positive thing in our life. And so we're going to kind of flip the script on the way that we suggest you utilize Instagram to be more beneficial for you and your teaching so that when you leave the platform, you feel good about the content that you're consuming, about what it is that you want to take back into your classroom as practice in your classroom, making sure that you are finding yourself with, you know, good, strong people to look up to on Instagram that are rooted in strong pedagogy and things like that. And then it's not just all about, you know, making the picture perfect post on Instagram because that's not the reality of our lives, right? That's not what teaching is really like. And so we want you to have this mindset on of, okay, I'm going to take away some strategies that are going to help me utilize Instagram for the betterment of my teaching, not for the degradation of how I feel about myself as a teacher. Because that's the last thing that we want is for you to feel bad about yourself as a teacher because of something that is on Instagram. Okay, so with that mindset, let's go ahead and jump into my notes, jump into what it is that I really want to talk about and go over with you guys today. So generally what happens this time of year, we're going to start to see everybody posting pictures of back to school, just like we're seeing like at Target, you know, all of the ads and images that the first day of school is around the corner. It's going to be here before we know it, which is like, come on, man, it's only July, but that's the reality of our lives right now. And Instagram is really no exception with this, right? On Instagram, we're also ambushed with just beautiful image after beautiful image of classrooms that are just perfectly put together. And, you know, maybe even uh, a staged photo of a teacher setting up her bulletin board or something like that. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that at all. It just is the way that we look at these images that impacts us that matters the most, right? Because the pressure to be perfect online has become a seriously major concern for us as humans dealing with anxieties and dealing with depression and dealing with the need to be perfect. I read a study the other day that something like, I think it's 62% of people feel that they don't measure up to other people's lives online. 
And it's like, well, that's not real, right? That is just a snippet of somebody's life that they are trying to pose for you to to put forth this specific image that they want to be released out into the world. And so we have to be able to weed through these images and decipher these images and look at these images and allow these images to affect us only in certain ways, right? So we have to be really aware and really cognizant of what we're viewing and how we're viewing it and then how we're letting it affect us. And so social media can really negatively affect how we feel about ourselves as teachers if we're not careful. So we really, really need to be careful with how we are using social media, particularly Pinterest and Instagram. But this episode, I'm going to focus mostly on Instagram. And I'm focusing on three particular ways that Instagram can impact us. The first way that it impacts us is with our time. The second way it impacts us is with our mental health. And then the third way that it impacts us is that it creates this fear of missing out, right? That we're not measuring up to what everybody else is doing. And so we're going to walk through this episode dealing with each of those three different ways that Instagram is impacting us. And we're going to talk about how we can really flip the script and change it so that we can utilize Instagram for more positivity in our lives. Because really, at the end of the day, that's what we need. We don't need anything else that's going to make us feel bad about ourselves, right? So let's break these three topics down into more detail, and then let's talk about those ways that we can really flip the script and use social media to positively impact our teaching practices, our pedagogy, and the things that we do with our students in our classrooms each and every day that hopefully is going to make a difference in their lives, right? Okay, so number one, let's start with time. So social media in general and Instagram in particular can be a huge time waster. Raise your hand if this is you. Don't feel afraid to raise your hand. If you're driving, keep one hand on the wheel. But I'm raising my hand right now. It is very easy to get sucked down that rabbit hole, right, of the people that we follow and just keep scrolling, just mindlessly scroll through images, through stories. And as teachers, we might even follow several other teachers on Instagram for you know, lesson inspiration, classroom decor ideas, things like that. But what happens is if we follow too many of these accounts, what is intended originally for like a quick search of a new writing idea. So let's say I go on Instagram and my whole goal is to find, you know, maybe just a new engaging activity to do with my kids. It has to do with writing or maybe it's a bulletin board theme that I'm looking for or something like that. So I go on Instagram to do that or I go on Instagram to see what my favorite person that I follow is up to. Julia Engel from Gal Meets Glam is my favorite person. So I always go on my other Instagram just to look at her stories. And it's great because I've been able to really kind of weed out other accounts that made me feel bad. And now I only go on that Instagram account for maybe five minutes a day because I'm just looking to see what she and one other person are up to. Those are the only two like fashion accounts that I follow and pay attention to anymore compared to the hundreds that I used to follow that used to make me feel bad about myself. And so what happens for us as teachers now, going back to teaching, sorry, that was a little um, (laughs) off track there, but bringing this back to teaching, right? If we go on Instagram to see one thing from someone that we like, or we want to see what they're up to that day, or we're looking for like one thing that we want to implement in our class that, you know, semester or the next day or whatever it is, it can turn into this like incredibly wasted time suck, right? And what happens is we have this kind of like false sense of productivity because 
we're like, oh, we're going to see if we can find something for our classroom. And then an hour later, nothing has happened, right? And you might not even have found what it, whatever it is that you were looking for. And so we don't want that to happen, right? The last thing that we have time to do as teachers is waste time. We don't have time for that. We have so much other stuff going on. And so we don't want this app to become this time suck for us that we don't have time for. And so instead, what I want you to do, and I suggest that you do, is to maybe set a timer. And I mean, seriously, like set a timer on your phone for how long you're willing to search on Instagram or on Pinterest or even just be on that app in general. And it might also be worthwhile to kind of do what I was talking about with Gal Meets Glam, to only follow like a core set of teachers that you truly admire and respect for their teaching content, for their pedagogy, for their research-based lessons that they do, right? We don't want to necessarily be just inundated with content all the time. It really affects us. So try to limit the amount of content that you see, right? And fewer choices will make implementing new ideas in your classroom a whole heck of a lot easier because you're only following a certain group of people. And same thing with Gal Meets Glam, what I'm talking about, I only follow two or three Um, accounts for fashion, or I mean, I follow more, but I only pay attention to those two or three and I don't even scroll through my feed anymore. I just go to their accounts. I look at what they're wearing and I'm like, oh, that's cute. I might put something together that's similar. And so the same thing can totally be applied to teaching. Find that like core group of teachers that you really look up to And, you know, maybe you follow certain ones for different reasons, right? And that's okay, but you want to limit the amount of content that you see. And so doing this is not, is going to help you feel less anxious. It's going to help you feel less, less than, right? In terms of teaching. So that would be my biggest suggestion with this time suck is one, setting a timer and two, just limiting the amount of content that you see. It might really be worthwhile to only follow a core set of teachers um, in your Instagram account that you really respect and admire. Okay, so problem number two brings us to mental health, which is a serious thing that really needs to be talked about, I think, a lot more. There's such a stigma still associated with mental health. I know I've seen so many teachers come out and talk about their anxiety and their depression, which I so much admire. And I think that the more that we talk about it, the better it is. I know it's something that I deal with and I speak with my students about it on a regular basis because I know a lot of my kids are going through the same thing and they just are afraid or scared or feel like they can't talk about it. And so talking about it more, I just think has a really positive impact. So let's focus now on talking about mental health because without fail, every single August, even the end of July, our Instagram feeds, like I said, are going to start filling up with images of classrooms looking like they've been professionally decorated. We have, you know, flexible seating with decorative throw pillows and like this beautiful welcome note for our students and color-coordinated libraries, matching posters, like, I mean, the whole thing. And I'm not saying I haven't done this. I'm not saying I don't love doing that. I don't think that there's anything wrong with that at all. But what happens if your classroom just doesn't measure up to what you're seeing? What if, let's say, you're a first-year teacher that you're just trying to figure out your syllabus, right? And your bulletin boards really aren't the most essential thing to being an effective teacher. Your flexible seating isn't the most effective thing to being an amazing teacher. You know, what if you don't even 
have bulletin boards? What if you don't have the finances to make your classroom look like that? We don't want you to feel bad about yourself, right? Again, it's so easy to compare our classrooms to others and then create these just unrealistic expectations for ourselves. You know, of course, the look of one's classroom does not make one an effective teacher or not. What a classroom looks like does not mean good teacher or bad teacher at all. Some of my best teachers ever that I've ever had in life never even put anything on their bulletin boards. (laughs) So it doesn't really matter at the end of the day if your classroom looks like an Instagram or Pinterest worthy classroom. That does not matter. And so I want you to really have this conversation with yourself, like get real with yourself. Like what really matters for me as a teacher? What really matters for me to be the best teacher that I can be? What is that? It's probably not the most beautiful bulletin boards or the best flexible seating. If you love doing that, then by all means do that. But it's about having this mindset, this approach to using Instagram in a positive way for yourself and not letting it make you feel bad, right? And not letting it overwhelm you. And so I'm going to give you an easy-ish fix for this. um, And that's to not get caught in the comparison cycle. And so in order to do that, you want to find a teacher feed or teachers on Instagram or Pinterest that inspire you in terms of content, in terms of what they are teaching. You know, maybe a little classroom decor here and there if that's what you're into, which is totally fine. There's, again, nothing wrong with that. But find a teacher for their content and find one that doesn't overwhelm you. Again, like I said before, it might be time to unfollow some accounts that make you feel bad. And there's nothing wrong with doing that. No one's going to be mad at you because at the end of the day, your mental health is what matters the most. Nothing else matters. You have to put you first and you have to be concerned about yourself and your mental health before you can do anything else because teaching is stressful enough. Right. And if social media is causing you increased anxiety and is making you feel bad, then stop looking at it. Right. Cut it out. Get it out of your life. It's very simple. As hard as it is, it is a very simple concept. Right. Okay. So then moving on to number three is this idea of the fear of missing out, which I totally get. I've been there. I've had FOMO plenty of times in my life. And what happens is, you know, all of the images and the stories of these picture-perfect classrooms, these picture-perfect lessons, everything's so picture-perfect, but it actually can negatively affect us by triggering this FOMO in our lives, right? Everyone's doing flexible seating, so we feel like we have to do it. Or everyone's doing one-pagers, which I love, but, you know, you feel like you have to do it. Or everyone's doing escape rooms, or everyone's doing whatever everyone else is doing, whatever the latest trend is, right? Everyone has a certain way that they decorate their classroom, a certain, um, you know, llamas one year, and I think it was like cacti the other year, which are super cute, but that doesn't mean that you have to do that too, That doesn't mean that you have to spend tons of money to redo your classroom every single year. You do not need to do it, right? You don't need to do it. So trying to do it all, trying to incorporate all these things that you see on Instagram because of this fear of missing out might result in kind of a piecemeal curriculum, 
on your part, right? And you're going to spend more work prepping for it as opposed to making sure that what you're doing is rooted in sound pedagogy and sound teaching practices. Because again, that is what matters, right? Following too many teachers online really can bog you down with ideas, with images, with the way that their classrooms look instead of making your life simpler, right? It really is all about simplifying our lives and stopping with this content just being bombarded at us all the time. And if you don't feel comfortable unfollowing somebody, you know that you can actually mute them on Instagram so you don't unfollow them per se, but you don't necessarily see them in your feed. And something as simple as that, like think about that. If a simple act like that of just muting somebody that makes you feel less than, maybe you love them and the content that they're sharing, you have nothing against them at all, but looking at their images makes you feel bad, just mute them. That's it. And imagine what a difference that's going to have on your mental health, right? Because when it comes down to it, especially in today's world, we are just bombarded all the time. Maybe less really is more, right? It's hard to completely abandon scrolling mindlessly through social media, but by purposely following accounts that truly inspire you as an educator, Instagram can actually be a very, very powerful form of professional development. And so I want you to, you know, Take what we've learned here today, take what we've talked about today in terms of the fear of missing out, in terms of really being cognizant of the way that social media is affecting our mental health and the way that it's taking away from the time that we don't have as teachers and really truly think about the way that you are utilizing Instagram, the way that you look at Instagram and the way that you allow Instagram to affect your life and affect the way that you feel about yourself. Like really take a hard look at that, okay? And I want you then to do what is best for you. What is best for you in your life as a teacher that is going to make you feel like you can walk into that classroom and kick butt delivering those lessons like you are just the, you know, best teacher in the whole world. So then as we come to the end of today's episode, I just want you to know that everything we talk about on the episode or on the podcast, rather, everything that we do on Instagram, we're always doing our best to serve you in the best way possible. Our goal is to just help you be a better teacher, a less stressed out teacher, and a teacher that is utilizing strategies that make sense for the classroom, that are actually going to move the needle, that are going to make you a better teacher, and that are really going to help your students at the end of the day. So everything we talk about is always coming through that lens, right? It's always coming through that frame of mind. So I just want you to know that, that our goal is to always keep your best interest at heart. And so that brings me into something that I shared with you guys last week and you've probably seen on social media, but Jessica and I are so excited to have created an online monthly membership for middle school ELA teachers in particular. And our goal with the monthly membership is to make your life as a teacher 
as easy as possible, right? Less stressful, less overwhelming, less time consuming, and to really just support you as a middle school ELA teacher, as though we were your own ELA coach at your school. That was really the mindset that we had when we went into creating this monthly membership. How can we best serve our middle school ELA teachers? And so what we did in the membership is we have multiple aspects of it that are going to help you do those things, that are going to ameliorate that stress and alleviate the overwhelm and make sure that you get a bunch of your time back because Jessica and I are going to do a ton of the work for you. So essentially, the way that the monthly membership works is each month you get a massive lesson plan bundle that are focused on specific um, common core state standards. And so each lesson plan bundle has a focus on standards and it has an into lesson, a through lesson and a beyond lesson. And so every single month on the first of the month, you get a brand new lesson plan bundle. Then in addition to that, you also get access to special teacher trainings. And so the teacher training that we're launching into the membership this week for all of our members is all about those first three to four weeks of school, how to utilize the Um, resources that we provided for our teachers to effectively implement those resources into your classroom, those first three to four weeks of school so that we're really working together to plan out your content and your curriculum for right when you go back. And so I love those trainings. They're really beneficial, very helpful, and actionable, things that you can take back and do in your classroom. Then we also are offering two free resources of your choice each month. And then we have like a special bonus corner that has back to school posters, a writing guide, all kinds of fun stuff. And then we also offer you 30% off all of our resources all of the time. So like our bell ringers are 30% off. That's a huge savings. That's almost a $10 savings on our bell ringers. And so just in every way possible, we've tried to think about how we can most help as many middle school ELA teachers. Because at the end of the day, like I said, like that is our goal is to help you be just the best teacher that you can be with the least amount of stress. And so I'd love for you to join us in the EB Teachers Club. You can go to ebacademics.com forward slash membership. And we are open for enrollment until next Tuesday, July 9th at 9 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time. So we're in California. So at nine o'clock California time, our doors will close. And When we open up our doors again, the price is actually going to increase. So because this is the first time we're introducing it to the world, really, we have a special introductory pricing for you. Um, So that pricing will go up if you don't get in this first time that we're opening enrollment. So if it is something that you're thinking about and you're pondering, I suggest that you go over to the site, ebacademics.com forward slash membership, and you can check out all the different things that are included. We've even included a video preview for you so you can see what one of the bundles actually looks like on the inside. We've included a bunch of testimonials from the hundreds of teachers who've already joined us and just have just such incredible feedback for us and amazing things to say. And it really makes us just feel like we are in fact moving toward fulfilling our mission of helping as many middle school ELA teachers as possible. So again, I'd love for you to join us, take a look, feel free to ask us questions. You can contact us at Caitlin and Jessica at ebacademics.com. If you still decide to follow us on Instagram, hopefully you do after this episode at ebacademics, uh, you can ask us, send us a direct message there. And again, it's ebacademics.com forward slash membership. So again, any questions, reach out to us. We are here to answer anything that you just maybe are unsure about or just have a few more things that you want to get clarity on before you decide to join us in the club. 
Okay, so I'd love to see you there. And I will also see you guys next week um, on the podcast. So have a wonderful week and I'll see you guys later. Enjoy your 4th of July. Bye.